from working in our jammies to finding a corner to attend a client meeting lockdown has made us experience the much fantasized work from home setting work from home ke perks to hain but the pressure of uncertainties can be overwhelming there's no denying that the need for social distancing is going to affect our workplace infrastructure as well as habits as we get back to business the workplace is not going to be the same there are going to be a lot of changes and i am sure aap sab kafi skeptical honge about the safety social distancing and the changes that come with it ab ye jab hone hi wala hai so why not be prepared for it so to give you a sneak peek on how the workforce scenario will look like post covid 19 lockdown hamare sath do special guests hain dr reshma sagri homeopath and wellness coach and suchitra singh basu a senior hr professional with 18 years of experience currently working at atos in pune both our guests today are deeply involved in making sure that our work environments are safe and still our second home welcome to our show and thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having us thank you yes thank you for having us sabse pehle you know everybody today is scared about the layoffs and the salary cuts more than the pandemic so a few of them even just want to come to the office so that their jobs are intact uh, do you find in this situation and in your employees as well and how is atos handling it well there is definitely concern on job security not just and in our organization but organizations across and i think what has really helped is lot of the larger organizations like tcs and pusus even we've done that have actually gone ahead and made public statements saying that there will be no layoffs at all so there is obviously a lot of pressure from governments not just in india but across the world and different geographies that we operate Uh, to try and avoid layoff as far as possible, even if we don't have any work for certain set of employees. You didn't mention about the government guidelines. Right. Uh, what are these guidelines? Can you tell us more about it? So there are a lot of government guidelines that have been sent, and actually the government releases uh, a different set of guidelines uh, every week or every other week, okay. where they talk about what are the containment zones, what are the red zones, what are the green zones, and so on and so forth, and what will or will not be permitted in those areas. so right. depending upon where your employees stay where your offices are located you need to follow through these guidelines there are also uh, you know for example a lot of organizations of company transport so there are a lot of guidelines on how people will be allowed to travel in company transport social distancing measures and all of that there are guidelines that are being issued by the government both by the central government ministry of health and mm-hmm. uh, also the local governments including the local municipal corporation so what co- organizations are really doing is coming up with guidelines which are basically a culmination of all such guidelines for example who has very very clearly specified what the high risk category is going to be so most organizations yeah. have taken a stand to not have the employees who fall under the high risk category to come back to work at all uh in the first couple of phases so they will probably be the last group of employees who will be asked to come back to work if at all we are looking at a situation where 100% employee strength will will be at work right so you said about the ones who are more prone to such diseases uh, how is that taken care of like say the pregnant women or the older employees or the people who are more more prone to physical and health limitation and you know what if somebody in the family is on the front line say a cop or a doctor how will the organizations handle that part so it is very simple organizations are not planning to ask them to come back to work at all in even the mid term future i don't think any of these employees you know people who are diabetic have heart problems respiratory issues and so on and so forth you know probably 
Dr. Reshma, when you speak to her, would be able to elaborate more. People who are above the age of 65, pregnant women, and so on and so forth. So we are not planning to ask employees who fall into what we are internally referring to as exempt categories to come back to work at all in the near future. So that is the only thing. They can continue to work from home if they are not enabled till now to work from home. Uh, example, a lot of women who have just completed their maternity leaves and all of that, we will be sending laptops and desktops to their uh, to their homes uh, to ensure that they don't need to come to work at all. Dr. Reshma, would you like to add something to it? I guess that's pretty uh, pretty much uh, fair to you know ask uh, such employees who are like you know probably in the, uh, family members of frontline workers, uh, people who are vulnerable chronic lifestyle disorders like diabetes, hypertension, uh, you know any autoimmune disorders, the people who are recovering from cancers. Uh, these people are more vulnerable to catch infection uh, and at this point of time i think the best support organizations can provide is to ask them to work from home and make all the necessary arrangements for them to be able to work from home and also be available for whatever help and support they would be needing uh, in this critical time right so Chita, i have a question for you on the employee assurance programs uh, how are they uh, taken care of and how is the health screening being done in the large corporates like yours? One of the issues that not just us, but a lot of organizations are dealing with is the anxiety. Uh, you know, they basically just scared to step out of their homes and come into a space which is shared with other individuals and so on and so forth. So what we are basically doing is putting together a very, very crisp, clear set of guidelines for uh, which will be shared an employee handbook kind of thing, which is going to be shared with all our employees. Uh, which will enlist all the precautions that they should take, not just while they are on campus, but also while they're commuting to work and what they should do once they get back from work. So for example, as soon as you, before you enter your house, you know, wash your hands, change your clothes, have a shower if necessary, don't touch anyone till any of this is done, you know, even if you have kids at home and things like that, that is one. The other thing is we are also talking and communicating a lot about what our sanitization procedures are going to be, what kind of social distancing norms we are going to follow and so on and so forth. As late as August, we are not planning to have more than 30% employees on campus, okay, which basically automatically ensures social distancing because yeah. the employee density in space is much, much lesser than what the right. space was meant for. So a lot of employee assurance programs actually include a lot of communication that you do uh, with employees uh, to address their anxiety levels as well as the anxiety levels of their friends and family and uh, basically loved ones, uh, telling them that they'll be safe if they come to office. And the organization in itself is going to do anything and everything that they can to ensure that employees are safe while working on campus. We also have put together protocols of breakouts. So in case there is somebody who has been exposed to a COVID-19 patient or has contracted the infection himself or herself, we've put very good protocols in place to ensure that the situation is immediately contained and the infection doesn't spread. So all most organizations are doing that. I can name a few. I know IBM is looking at that. I know Infosys is looking at that. And you'll probably see a lot of videos floating around. You know, we need to do all of this to ensure that. Right. Dr. Reshma, now, for the organizations wherein it is required for them to, you know, come to work, they don't have a lot of options for the work from home, uh, especially the non-IT ones. What are the additional health hygiene points that you would suggest that that organization should take care of? Chuchita has covered most of the points. I think it all starts from the point where uh, the employee leaves. Uh, his house and starts for the office. What is important from the organization's point of view is to ensure a commute which is risk-free. From the medical point of view, what we would suggest is that people should either uh, use their own commute instead of depending on public transport. Uh, companies uh, making provisions for the for their own commute is the safest way to uh, have a healthy transition from home to office, right. uh, where the risk is 
is minimalized. Now, once an office setting up the standard protocols that the uh, alcohol-based sanitizers at a uh, prominent location is very, very important so that uh, the moment uh, an employee hits the office, they are sanitizing their hand right from uh, the first point of entry and uh, then through various points of transition to the office. In addition to that, what is also important is probably, you know, the attendance system in uh, a lot of offices might not be through the face recognition or card system. Uh, many offices are still using the thumb punching or the biometric right. system. So that's going to be another threat and uh, it's important for them to work on that aspect ASAP. Having said that, having access to no touch of dispensers in the office and ample of tissue paper is something that will really, really help in employees organizing themselves in personal hygiene when they have to wash their hands with like, you know, uh, minimal contact to a product which is going to be handled by multiple people. And most importantly, organizing the workplace, patients should be at least away from each other enough to cover at least six feet of distance. These are the changes that will be needed, you know, uh, as an organization. Some of the banks have already started to adapt to the front desk converted into a different kind of a cabinet where uh, the bank employees are being able to minimize uh, the risk of a direct contact with the public. Maybe like, you know, the front desk office and uh, the ergonomics in the office needs to be reworked uh, in the most beneficial way as possible. Hmm. So yes, while you're working on the desk, social distancing knobs can be followed. But how are the social distancing knobs and the hygiene guidelines, which, which you just mentioned, uh, going to affect our chai breaks and the lunch breaks and other social life? So I think there won't be too many of these chai breaks in person for a while. What we have also said is when people get back to work, as and when they get back to work, most organizations have meeting rooms and conference rooms and all of that and people get together in these meeting and conference rooms for, for meetings. But most organizations have basically put an end to that and they've said that there won't be any, even if you're in office, please please use your virtual tools uh, to ensure that people are connecting and meeting and all of that. All the cafeterias, etc., there you know, are lots of photographs floating around, but you have to maintain a three feet distance with whoever you are with at all times. So all of this is uh, going to be followed. The social distancing norms, whether you're talking to somebody or not, have to be followed even with your chai breaks and all of that. As far as possible, we are advising uh, employees to bring their own own cups and things like that. You know, we had actually done away completely with disposables to basically ensure a plastic-free environment. In this particular situation, we will either encourage employees to use their own, uh, you know, spoons and cups and all of that, or else just give them stuff which is eco-friendly and disposable. So those are some of the steps that organizations are taken. But yes, there is, um, you know, people do miss the one-on-one -on -one contact. So what a lot of uh, HR folks are doing in many organizations is we are putting together a lot of ways to engage with your co-workers virtually. There's a whole bunch of engagement programs and fun activities that we have put together and we've designed and rolled out, which will enable people to connect, you know, one-on-one -on -one and all of that will be done virtually. So that has already been done. So we are trying to minimize in-person connection as far as possible. Even if someone has to do that, the social distancing guidelines have to be followed. Right. Just to make sure that I heard you right so those long conference call meeting will not happen oh they will uh, happen they'll all happen on the phone or on zoom <laughs> call kind of thing so then even if we are uh, sitting in the office we'll still be on our uh, headphones and on zoom and not personally talking to each other no 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 at the most you can wave to your friend who's sitting across the aisle <laughs> so i mean that's one of the reasons why most organizations are uh, are looking at a staggered approach of getting employees back on campuses to 
automatically reduce the number of people on campuses you know a lot of questions were answered by you so thank you so much and before we end any concluding comments from you too you know it is a difficult time uh, for organizations for businesses for employees uh, everybody this is a, a, situa- a situation which has have forced us to care not just about ourselves and our immediate families and friends but also about the world in general because uh, you know as dr reshma would confirm that you know you can be asymptomatic but still be a carrier so uh, one of the reasons why social sensing is being stressed on so much everywhere whether you know when airlines open up and when restaurants open up and so on and so forth is because of this one particular reason because some something that you do foolishly might actually end up endangering the life of someone else so business has to go on world has to move because the economy is already not in a great shape yes we'll have to get back but we will also have to do that as responsible citizens so yes i would like to share something over here this time is really difficult uh, not just from the physical health point of view we all are worried about you know catching or acquiring a covid infection physically which uh, relates to physical health uh, but then like you know uh, each and every one right from a child to a senior citizen is going through and including pets all of them are going through a lot of uh, mental and emotional turmoil sensitizing uh, the organizations uh, or the key people like the team leaders uh, managers even the uh, top management to work on a holistic approach towards the employees would go really well in the long run especially like you know when problems like excessive stress uh, not just because of the fear of catching infection now when people start moving to offices and to and fro from home and offices there'll be a lot of stress about whether i'm going to catch infection did i get exposed to something that i am not supposed to uh, the risk factors are going to increase and so the stress factors are um so uh, having something in place like shuchita described uh, employee assurance uh, programs i think something called as employee wellness programs uh, where a holistic health expert can also be looped in Uh, to assure uh, employees on the health and wellness uh, part of it uh, not just the preventive but also the management part of the day to day problems that they're going to face or encounter problems like uh, anxiety issues uh, the sleep disturbances there's been lots of cases where people have lost sleep completely and not been able to sleep such cases are increasing day by day and then if we are predicting the situation to continue for a good one year or so the mental health association has predicted a lot of increase in the uh, in the cases of suicide in the year 2020 and 21 So this is the long-term uh, result that uh, we are uh, apprehending, and uh, maybe you know the right steps would be right in the beginning to uh, have an expert on board who can probably you know run uh, or engage employees through uh, timely intervention, resilience-building abilities, or coping up skills and problem management skills on a day-to-day basis would really help organizations in the long run. Interesting. Thank you so much, Dr. Reshma and Sujita, for making time for us. एंड ज्वाइनिंग ऑलटूगेदर बट वी है